0: We're on Fantastic Performance Academy podcast, episode 19. I just simply can't ever remember the numbers.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're at With um, <coughs> Zach
0: Rowe. And Josh. And we're back at it again. Um, staying on track. Uh, today is a good day. Um, I'm feeling pretty good because school stuff is pretty much wrapping up. I got a couple more discussion board posts to do or replies but other than that i'm basically done finally uh college graduate so i'm feeling pretty good about that are you gonna walk certainly no (laughs) for sure no um it's no anticlimactic yeah i think they were doing some kind of thing over at angel stadium i saw that but i was like i don't want to go over there but i heard prior to that becoming a thing um Mm. they were going to do like a drive-through type of you know bullshit thing i was like for sure not doing that um, but anyways, let me talk about that more later. Start with you, Josh, fitness stuff. We kind of just went over it, but, um, yeah, just tell us what's, what's going on. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I, uh, my,
1: I think my life trajectory has changed. Um, so I won't get into it too much at this point. kind of, once everything's final, i not really getting into it. But, um, so now I'm going to get back into like my, more so my lifting and my jujitsu, um, and I took like a kind of week and a half off of doing most of my stuff. And I'm just kind of g- going to get back into like a bigger compound lifting more often. Like today I just did some squats, RDLs, some uh, walking lunges. I'm just really going to take a pretty light, like the next week and a half or two. Um, just to like, I'm just focus on getting my technique back. Cause uh, I, I, mean, so you, I, I have no strength anyways right
0: now. You said you should take like a week and a half off of training. Completely? No, I did. I kind of did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just um, nothing. I mean, yeah, take- I was doing stuff.
1: I mean, just yeah not not much really not not, not much maybe yeah, just yeah. uh
0: just like jiu-jitsu
1: probably no really other formal like running or something or really lifting at that point
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so just to kind of like decompress i guess or whatever yeah, just training the, got too much yeah
1: because i was still kind of going through all of that i was talking about earlier with you yeah um, i was just kind of decompressing and uh i was still being active when that but wasn't like organized workouts I, I saw you i saw on one of your social media i can't remember you playing a lot more soccer lately uh, yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah, it's finally actually picked back up, um, yeah, playing in, what? like, an arena league, yeah, where's that, on at? Monday nights in Heinz Beach, um, cool. and then in Lakewood here, they're having our Sunday soccer, um, which is not really too competitive, it was just for fun, but it was, like, a regular thing, some turf fields, that's opening back up this Sunday, so cool. I'm pretty excited about that, they're trying to say, like, show up with a mask, I'm obviously not gonna do that, yeah, um, <laughs> playing outside, yeah, they're out their damn minds, um. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's another thing Sheesh. I'm looking forward to about, like, not being in the Navy is, like, now I don't have, like, a boss that can, like, literally make me do something I don't want to do. Yes, know? yes. So now I can, you know, speak my mind and be okay with was, it.
0: Was, I mean, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but was, like, the vaccine kind of thing, like... It wasn't a huge, went... that wasn't a
1: huge factor, but mm. it, it was, it was, like, a part of, like, the accumulative effect that, like, led me to, like, not do it. You know? Sure. It wasn't, like, a, it wasn't even, like, a like a quarter or a 25% reason why, but it was maybe, like, just another like five percent reason like added on. I was just like, mm-hmm. it just kind of made me like throw my hands like, no, I don't. This, no. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I think we're both very similar in that we're much more like independent. I don't say free thinkers because that's, I don't know, kind of. Well, I mean, I think we are. I mean, both of our but, uh, both but, of our strength-based
1: and, leadership things both said like that's what we were.
0: Yeah, and we're both like more yeah independent entrepreneurial, and we have like, kind of. Uh, what what we like to do and i don't, I just don't feel like either of us really fit into the mold of like just following just doing what you're told and just not questioning things and um, pink floyd
1: another brick in the wall yeah exactly yeah, i'd right. say we're
0: not those yeah. so um you know
1: but i feel it's like easy. now like like now i'm more comfortable with being like that whereas before i was kind of like more like like, quiet about what I believed in, or just kind of like shut up and just went along. Or...
0: Yeah, I remember you talking about like in high school, like you being less outside of my friend group. Yeah, yeah. like inside
1: my friend group, I was saying, I just say stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I'm a dork, I do stuff for laughs, and whatnot. Yeah, but outside of my friend group, I was a lot less um, vocal just yeah. in general.
0: Yeah, no, I you know, I'm I would say I'm in the exact same way, really. Like, in high school, I was. I was scared to make, be made fun of, you know. Like I, I would try and just fit in as much as possible. I would, you know, I, yeah, it's not my friend group, really. Yeah. I so don't... I feel like, um, you know, I've, I've developed out of that a lot more, and I just, um, speak what I feel, I believe in, and you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. So it
1: sounds like you said like yours kind of stem from like wanting to like fit in or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mine kind of stem yeah. from like
0: not wanting to fuck up, like not wanting to mess sure, up. Sure. No. I, I don't want to be a loser. You know. Yeah, that was a big reason I got into the fire explorer stuff and fire academy. Um, like uh, junior year of high school, you know, is I just didn't want to be a loser. So it's like, and I don't think I ever really was, but it's just like that was kind of like my route. I was like, oh, you know, firefighters; those they're respected, they're appreciated. So I was like, and I thought it was a good career option. So that's why I kind of fell into that pretty hard, and 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 did that. You know. It's a little bit different, but, like, when I had that realization, I was like, oh, this is not really what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. It, it, you know, it was a tough decision, but, um, you know, it is what it is. But anyways. Uh, yeah. So, um, pretty much the same cloth, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just taking time off fitness and just getting back into it.
1: Yeah, Now I'm just, I'll probably... Like, I squat a day. I'll probably try to squat again in like three more days. Like, I'm not really doing heavy, but I'm just, like, I'm just getting my technique back. And then, my, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, uh, it? how's it go? Strength is an expression of technique or technique. Having good technique allows you to express your strength properly. Um, yeah. So, I'm just yeah. trying to work on that. And then, I want to get back into, like, lifting. Probably, I'll start off with, like, a four-day week thing. Like, upper-lower split or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but still something that I can manage training quite a bit more jujitsu. So, but I think I'll be able to be, manage that because my overall like, <clears throat> training volume and, like, tolerating workload has been so high with, like, this training for the Navy. Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of, like, upper limits of, like, 13 workouts a week, and they're all pretty pretty high intensity or challenging for me. Yeah, that's um, a lot. So, yeah, I think that will be good. Um, or I think I'll be able to tolerate it all right. But we'll see as I get into more lifting. Like, I might have to, like, have my exercise selection and whatnot as far as, like, uh, uh, systemic fatigue and, like, uh, what exercises, I like, just are too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um what what <clears throat> gives me results me. and what also like is balanced balance and whatnot. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited though. I'm excited for that. Yeah. That's cool. I kinda got like a I just kinda came from the day, but I think like my next weight target is like one seventy. So like, like body weight? Yeah, body weight. Yeah. Gotcha. So <clears throat> um Where are you at right now? <clears throat> I think I'm around one sixty two one sixty three right now, I think. Um I gotta check. But like I said, like with like my new like New plan, like, oh, these are all, like, early stages of everything I'm trying to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out the, uh, the exact method. I gotta get on a routine whatnot.
0: But, yeah, so I'm pretty excited. I really do want to get back into a gym though. Gym setting. Yeah, dude, I was about to mention that. I was thinking about that when I was coming over. Because um, I've been working out, like, probably, like, twice a week in the gym. And then just um, cycling and then doing some shit at home. Just, like, kettlebells, like, functional training stuff, you know. But... I feel like, to use the corny expression, nature's healing. Like, the gyms are kind of like, they're starting to get full again. And the ladies are back in the gyms. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I was there. I did notice that. And I was like, hey, you know, if you keep doing this, I'll keep coming back. Yeah. So, um. And I uh, noticed they were
1: in higher numbers than normal. Like, the ratio was right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, You still gotta wear the mask, whatever. But I guess. I think that's what I'm waiting
1: for. for It's
0: June. It's like middle of June. Yeah. Right. So but they say, but is that
1: in gyms too? Cause I really don't want to go back there.
0: I've heard that June, I think it's June 15th or 16th. If you are vaccinated, which basically means everyone, because we'll be if vaccinated. you can't verify who's, who's uh, vaccinated or not, right? Um, so if you're vaccinated, you can go inside without a mask and that's everywhere in California. Now, a hundred percent, I know there's going to be some companies out there that still require them. I mean, you, you can just bet your bottom dollar on that. Um, but hopefully, the Y isn't one of those places. And you, do, you just—I mean, it's you can't you can't screen everyone that comes in for a vaccine. First of all, it's it's personal. Um,
1: yeah, I'm gonna start using that personal um, HIPAA or something, dude. I'm, well, it's not HIPAA, HIP- but like yeah, I know you're talking about like it's private medical information,
0: information, which you don't have to disclose to anyone if you don't want to. Yeah. So. Right there. It's like, if anyone's really going to press you, it's just like, oh, that's personal medical information. I don't really want to disclose that. But I don't, I don't even think in most situations, it's really going to get to that. I think it's just going to be like honor system, which basically means, you know, unless you really absolutely want to wear a mask in the gym, no one's going to wearing a mask. Honestly, right now, if you just look around, if you stay in the middle of the gym, you just look around, more than half the people aren't even wearing it properly. Everyone's wearing it down below their nose, so it's like, what the fuck are we doing? You're, yeah. not, you're not even wearing it right, so it's like not doing anything. Um, so you know, it's just a matter of time. I think that'll finally start to go away. Yeah, I was thinking about being a smart ass. who asked me like, if I'm vaccinated, i be like, oh yeah, I am. would be like,
1: oh which one? i like, I don't know, you
0: know. And then I
1: could then I could say like, oh, it's my own information, but technically I'm not lying because I was vaccinated as a baby. You know, born. Yeah, if, if I was, there, if, I did to get vaccines, so yeah,
0: we're all vaccinated, right? You know, I mean, not got, everyone got, per se, but most people are. Well, you know, you, you maybe, yeah, I mean, because some, some moms are like, Don't really be sure, right now. sure, I, I believe I got my vaccine. Like I now. mean, I think that's more of a thing like nowadays <laughs> within the last five years or so, anti-vaxxers, but like kids our age, yeah, I mean, I feel I'm like most like 99% are, yeah, you know, so yeah, I'm like vaccine. measles, mumps, and all that kind of stuff, Polio. so yeah. so it's like, yeah, if you. <laughs> someone, like, just keeps, like, a general, like, oh, you're vaccinated? Like, yeah. Like, most people are. But, like... For what? oh For Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah exactly. You gotta be specific COVID, actually. Yeah. Which is a technical, like, loophole. Can yeah, I'm gonna that. use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, that's a good point. So, um... Yeah, yeah, you know, Jim's... You know, it's cool.
1: I'm really, yeah. I am excited to get back to the gym. Plus, I'm gonna use all the machines and whatnot again. And I'm yeah. just pissed they got rid of some of the like. I want to hack squat the YMCA. Yeah, I'm just bummed because I'm gonna have to pay for a YMCA membership now too. Hmm. Yeah, I do. I, I have been. You have been. It's what I, Yeah. I mean, you know. It's.
0: Yeah. It is what it is. I still, I still have the key. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. I never use it. I should probably just give it back. So actually, I had a um, I had to interview a fitness manager. Um, for this project for four six nine, did I tell you my interaction with uh, Irby on that?
1: Uh, you mentioned it, yeah. What what was it? I,
0: I wanted to I wanted to interview him, and I know he had moved from the Y over to EOS. I think is that pronounce it EOS. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say we have You said
1: he's doing a FedEx or UPS or something. Yeah. 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 So I was like, damn. I mean, so you Still, do you still have a conversation with him
0: or no? No, cause I was just like. I, I don't know. It just—it just felt really weird, and he wasn't like currently a fitness manager. And then I was just like, I don't know. It just felt kind of weird. So then I was like, I had to get it done. Like I turned it in a few days late because I couldn't connect with anyone. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just do Mario. Because technically he's a fitness manager, whatever. Um. And so yeah, I had like an interview with him. <coughs> I asked him about like ten questions. Um. Some of them are pre-written by uh. Mm-hmm. Schroeder, or whatever. Make up your own two. And then you had two more, yeah. So, <clears throat> did you do that? Yeah. Who do, would do, do. you? Kirby. Okay, oh, Kirby. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I did Mario. That's pretty interesting. Um, I, I learned that they have lost, like, I think it was about 3,000 families and memberships. So, 3,000 3, 3, family um, memberships. Oh, th- so more. So, even more people than that. Yeah. Um, here, do I have notes on that? probably hear from, like, 6, six to 10,000. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, who even knows, dude? Is this the project? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm kind uh, like, right right of interested, like, just what right. he was saying about
1: the YMCA, just because I like the place. And you know,
0: yeah. I like yeah, oh, I, didn't, I didn't write the number down. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, but they... Oh, yeah, so it was, like, 2,500, and then, yeah, an extra, so it was, like, nearly 3,000 families, um, canceled their membership, so I was, like, holy shit, dude, it's just, like, um, I just don't know how you're ever gonna bounce back for that, I don't, that's gonna take years, so, like, any kind of programs, because, like, I've been talking, you know, Eric's, like, now taking over Irby's position, basically, I guess, and then, um, what's his knit face, Reggie's, kind of, like, uh ricky's kind of position essentially i don't exactly know it's very loose and whatever but um i've been talking to both of them about trying to start up super kids and i even brought it up to mario when i did the interview thing at the end because he was like oh what are you doing now i'm like oh yeah i'm just you know doing my own training thing i work for in health medical services health coach you know and then i was like yeah i mean um if you know, I can't remember exactly what he said. I can't remember if he wanted me to come back as a trainer or whatever. But I was like, I was like, I would come. I would love to come back as super, and do super kids. And he was like, Okay, we'll keep in touch. But he didn't really say anything. But I guess Reggie brought it up to him at like a, a bi-monthly meeting, and said that essentially, it just doesn't make any money, so they're not going to do it. Which I mean, I get, cause it yeah, it doesn't make money. Um, essentially, all the families that do it do it for free. You know. And essentially I was, I don't know how like the dietitians or whatever, how that worked, but I got paid by the Y and that was my, you know, hourly rate. It was like, I think three hours a week. And then I think that was it. That was pretty much all they paid for. Um, So I understand. But then like how, how, what I, what a problem I have now with the Y and what Reggie brought up too, which I thought was very interesting was two things was community and, um, what was the other thing? Fuck. <laughs> I already forgot. Uh, community and then what's the other thing? Um, I, who gives a fuck? But <laughs> community is the big one because the because um, the why is always talking about community, this that and the other, and it's like you 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 preach this, but then in your actions it doesn't really follow through because like. Your whole staff you basically laid off and now you go there and the whole front desk is new, all of the all the kids club girls are new, um upstairs pretty much everyone except for Daniel is new. Um, a lot of the sports people new, you know, so you laid off your whole um whatchamacallit and then hired new people. And then you talk about community for like your members and stuff and you're like you're not bringing back all these old programs and whatnot and and servicing those people like you used to uh, I don't know it's just it's just hypocritical
1: yeah I mean, it's not it's not community it just seems like it's it's just
0: uh, I mean uh, <coughs> innovation innovation was that thing <coughs> yeah. so there's no type of community and then innovation it was just like I was always like we talked about this last week I was like always trying to innovate when I was there but nothing I mean a few things through FitZone went through um but like
1: and we're successful
0: yeah and we're successful um uh, but other than that you know like innovation and well actually innovation in the super kids too like i started to incorporate my health coaching into that that was going really well you know but a lot of things it was just a lot of red tape and it's just that's why i told red yeah I was like that's the main reason why i probably never really come back is just all the red tape it's just like you got get this this and i cleared off and it's just like i don't give a fuck it's if i want to do something i'll just do it and make it work, and. um it's not profitable I'll figure it out and try and improve upon it or just bitch it. And it didn't work out. Whatever You learn more from your failures and your successes. So but um innovation innovation mm. and community those are the two things and I was like, yeah, dude 100% That's what I've been talking about for like over a year now But anyways, I was oh, gonna yeah. change off
1: earlier what you were saying about that EOS place. Yeah, I think it's in Hawaiian gardens I think
0: um. Well, I don't he, know one he was no. In. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he said it was in Florida because he lives up there. Oh, okay.
1: Well, there's a newer. Yeah. I think it might be new. one in there. I'm, I'm sure there's ours. multiple,
0: but um, I think it's a newer chain. I think so I have heard of it. Before. Yeah.
1: Um, but I like, I know some people who go there and whatnot. And, like I've seen like pictures of the gym. Yeah. And it kind of looks like a pretty like decent gym, you know. Yeah. And It's just like I don't know like what their pricing is or whatnot or if, like, but you know, <laughs> but like it's a looks little bit like, more bougie kind of. I think it's like a. They market as that, but I don't think it's quite as much. Like it's not it's like it's kind a, of like a mid mid ground. Yeah, I don't like. think it's like it's, I don't think it's an equal you box. Know? No, like, I don't think
0: it's quite like that. I
1: wonder if it compares to like 24 hour Fitness. You know? Yeah, like, maybe
0: a little bit more premium 24
1: hour Fitness. I don't. Know. I don't know, but I mean, I've, from like the machines and whatnot, like it looks like a, a, a good facility. Yeah. You know, um, and I just, I mean, I'll probably start at the YMCA um, back up there. I would like to check out like other cool local gyms. Like I'm not really a big fan of crowds just because like, you know, I was just like not my
0: crowd. Yeah. No. No, no, it's just no. yeah no, that's actually a good idea. I should look into more like smaller private gyms and it's just the why is just so convenient. It's like right there. Yeah, know? it is. But um, but I really yeah. liked it because that
1: small feel that it had, like that community feel. You, like, the Y. You know, yeah, I mean we knew a bunch of workers, we knew a bunch of regulars.
0: Yeah. It's just that type of vibe is not there anymore. Yeah. No. It's back. The gym vibe is back. Uh, at least I feel like it. But like the community, like yeah, like you don't really know too many people nowadays, and like it's it's different, definitely different aspects.
1: Yeah, I'm just really pissed. That I really like the, the V squat too.
0: Yeah, the V squat, and then the, um, I mean they don't have they, they have all those the, machine like
1: um, presses, right?
0: Yeah. 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 I guess. yeah. Like, and then I the s- um,
1: what's the the, reverse blue, yeah reverse yeah. hyper couldn't think of what yeah. Yeah, name
0: that's a shame um, I mean I want
1: like, I need like a hack squat or like a leg press or like I want to try like, one of those pendulum pendulum squats you mm, yeah
0: what? you know I see a ton of pendulum different um, I see a ton of different bodybuilders using those they, yeah they look really interesting they yeah look, they look um, it looks like a just a nice kind of machine nice but even movement. like a
1: hack squat dude. That, oh man I've been wanting one of those I haven't even used one yet but yeah, that's why I'm just saying, like, I'd be, I might want to check out some other local gyms just because, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Idea. I'm pretty excited to get kind of get back into bodybuilding a little bit. because um, I, I do love running like those programs, you know. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. All right. Um, man, I have no idea where the exception of that came from, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just getting tangents, but, um, my fitness stuff, I guess um i've been just super loose man i just yeah yeah. still i i'm i'm coming into a little bit of conundrum here because um i dude, i just didn't really kind of plan this out very well but my triathlon's july 17th um and i'm going on vacation the 21st for a whole week to louisiana new orleans it's kind and, of in the middle of,
1: like, before you, you're peaking, already, right?
0: Uh, yeah, it's not ideal. Because then I'll have another, like, two and a half weeks after that. Yeah. And so, like, I could still train there. But really, all I could do is run unless I somehow find a very easily accessible pool. And then, like, gym equipment, i really only be able to bring my TRX to do any kind of strength training. So I'm like, shit. And then before that, though, I'm getting a tattoo. I'm gonna tattoo the eighth, and I don't think I'm gonna be able to work out like at least a week after that, probably even more. What are you getting? I'm getting a little tattoo right here: the lady's face, flower, flowy kind of design, uh, black and gray. Um, So I was like, I was like, dude, I did not plan this out well at all. I'm like, shit. So I'm probably not going to be able to really train much at all going up to the um, the vacation. And then it's going to be limited when I'm there. I'm really only going to be able to run for cardio. And then I have another two and a half weeks. And then I have to do a triathlon. So I was like, fuck. And I, like, I, I, I'm like so stupid. I was like, oh, 100%. I'm going to be doing this. Like I'll commit to it. I already paid for it. But I was like, I'm not going to be able to put hundred percent of what I want to into this, mm-hmm. I'm like shit. How much are triathlon was? It was like <clears throat> eighty bucks. Oh, okay. yeah. But then I had to pay for the membership because it's um like a yeah a, like a certified through like um USA triathlon, you know. Yeah, I get you. So uh, I don't know how much the membership was, but that like that's like a year round thing. Um. So yeah, now I'm like I <laughs> I kind of fucked myself, but. Um, I mean, I'm still saying it's active, I just don't have, like, a regimented thing, you know? Yeah. Now, at this point, I don't really want to, because literally, Tuesday, I'm gonna be out, like, I can't, I get too sweaty, so fuck up the tattoo, and I don't know how long, yeah, but anyways, that's my, that's my, yeah. a
1: little scrappy. Huh? A little scrappy.
0: What do you mean?
1: <laughs> Your whole fucking program. Your oh, trainer, yeah, team. yeah, yeah, It yeah, it's, yeah,
0: it's not good. Piecing it together. But um, yeah, you know, I'll try and just do as much as I can that last two and a half weeks when I get back, and then just yeah, do the best I can. I still feel like I'll be able to put out a good, decent enough performance. That'll just be more race experience, and after that, who knows? Um, yeah, that's I think that's about it for my business. Uh-huh. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, what else we got cooking? Huh? What else we got here? Uh, yeah okay so um dude okay so before we get to current events I tell you what these these health coaching calls you get so many just interesting people I had this one call this gentleman um at one point he was like 400 pounds he had gastric bypass surgery and he got down really <coughs> pretty pretty thin I think he said like below 200 and he was back up recently to like 250 260. And he said he has gained about fifty pounds. So yeah, two two 260 currently. Um, over like this this last year, just due to pandemic or whatever. And he says he eats, and this is what the fucking people recommended because you can't you can't because when you have gastric bypass, meals, yeah, small amounts. So they recommended he eat five small meals, and also in between those five meals, he snacks throughout the day. And I'm just like. Um, I can't remember how it comes up, but he, he just mentions he's never really hungry. I'm like, well, dude, why are you eating five meals a day and snacking in between those? If you never feel hungry. Yeah. He's putting on weight. He's putting yeah. And you're calories. 50, you're 50 pounds over, 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 over. So, he, so and, he that he's doing it. So he's, so he's, so he needs, and I he thinks, time. he thinks he needs to eat that much. He was like the, the surgeon or whoever else, the assistant said, oh, you should break up your meals, smaller meals, like eat like five meals a day. I was like, well, dude, you obviously don't need to be eating five meals a day. And I was just trying to explain this to him, but, like... Well, it's kind of funny with health coaching, so you have to kind of phrase it, so, like... Yeah. So, you think that you... Yeah, (laughs) and I felt so ridiculous saying that. I was like, I I, I literally... I think I said something to that effect. I was like, so do you really think you need to be eating five meals a day? (laughs) Which sounds, like, very condescending, but I was just like... I mean, you can't say, don't eat five meals a day. Yeah, I was
1: give orders yeah, yeah
0: exactly so i'm just trying to figure out and this guy didn't really see he was like yeah i just think i need to like cut down on the snacking it's like well yeah you need to not snack meat probably three three or four meals a day
1: i mean you can probably eat five meals if it is small and it's like made up of the right stuff you know? sure if it really is that small because like that's all you can process sure because I mean, like they do like i mean if you're trying to gain weight or lose weight like you do sometimes get, eat more meals for both. It just depends on like, yeah, but
0: I mean, this guy was obviously, I mean, he's, he's gained 50 pounds over a year. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in just a, such a high core deficit. Yeah. I don't know. It's impressive. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, it's just, I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, yeah, exactly. Think of how much goddamn food and just how uncomfortable you have to be all the time. The fact you said he's
1: never hungry. Yeah. It's like, and that's,
0: that's how I was trying to phrase it too. I was like, well, your drive to eat is your hunger. So, like, why are you eating if you're not hungry? And he didn't really give me an answer. I was like, therein lies the problem. That's that's the reason you you I get gastric bypass surgery because um, hormone ghrelin is predominantly in your um your your stomach, right? Is is it produced in your stomach or held in your stomach? I can't exactly remember, but ghrelin is associated with your your stomach and your intestines. And so when you shrink that stomach size, obviously your ghrelin, your hunger hormone, is going to be diminished. So your drive to eat isn't there as much. But he's like, fuck that drive to eat. I'm just going to eat anyways. I was just like, dude, yours... So is insulin...
1: Huh? Get, whoops, like you're satiated?
0: Huh? So it's insulin that
1: lets you know you're satiated?
0: No. I um, that... Ghrelin is the hunger one and then um, uh, leptin. 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 Insulin is... What uptakes glucose? Yeah. Okay. And discreted like by your pancreas. Um, that uptakes, yeah, uptakes glucose, and that's that's affected by like diabetes, obviously. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, ghrelin and insulin that were the opposite. Yeah, no, diet. leptin oh, is good. um the one that makes you feel satiated. Um, so yeah, I was like, that's just not one of those guys. I was like, oh, you're you're fucked. Yeah. You know, like you just don't understand eating and just. Just completely oblivious. He needs someone. I mean, to...
1: at this point, I don't know what, what if it is common sense and what if it is just like you've studied it for, in school. And I like...
0: feel like this common sense. If you're not hungry, don't eat. Uh, like, yeah. right? I just, I don't know. I mean, you hear so many crazy stories that's like, wait, what is common sense? And like,
1: you just don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, some sometimes I, I love health coaching. And actually, we can talk a little bit later how I'm trying to incorporate it a little bit more um, into my business stuff. But, like, sometimes you just got to, like, look at someone in the eyes and be just like, hey, dude, you're eating too much goddamn food. And it's very obvious, but, like, for whatever reason, you're just not seeing it. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, that was a very interesting call. That's it there. Um, Next, we'll move to current events. Um, First, we'll do the the Craig Jones and the – who who came on with them? Alexander
1: Volkanovsky.
0: Yes. Alex Woloski, um, what he's a champion, what weight class? 145. 145. Yeah, so he's a bit of a beast. And then Craig Jones, he a jiu-jitsu guy out of John Donaher. I didn't listen to the whole thing. It's his play. But
1: yeah, I'm a big fan. Did you, you listen to that one? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, yeah, I really like Craig Jones. He's hilarious. Yeah. Um, They're yeah. they very upset about the shadow banning
0: and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like, I yeah, I don't know.
1: It's weird. I mean, Craig Jones kind of like, like he was kind of making jokes and whatnot about, like, he still does, about, like, on only fans and whatnot. Like, I could yeah. see him, like, just getting flagged for, like, someone being like offended by something he said. Yeah. I mean, Gordon Ryan is always getting flagged. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. But, sure. No, I, I really like that. Yeah, Craig Jones is legit. I really like his stuff. As far as jiu I think he's funny, too. Um, yeah. He's really, like, a slick grappler. Um, so I've kind of been, like, implementing some of his stuff in my game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with Gordon Ryan not competing, Craig Jones is likely the best right now so oh really okay yeah yeah so it'll be kind of interesting to see how like that all shakes out but yeah it's a real treat with gordon ryan um or well yeah gordon ryan recently on on rogan mm-hmm. uh craig jones and then john Donaher was yeah. on lex friedman's podcast like two weeks ago oh, and then right. he was on joe rogan's uh yeah. last week and i've watched i watched all four of those all, <laughs> the, all the way through
0: i mean i i'm, I'm <laughs> fucking up i haven't listened to any um Friedman, i gotta go check him out
1: yeah first i thought like, i was kind of put off from him just by like how like like stale or maybe you could say he's stale he's or he's dry dry but like yeah. as far as like the content like the depth of the conversations he has like it really like i get like a lot of like information from him. 100 so yeah I, I do like him
0: yeah i have this problem i've noticed when I, I listen to people on the jre and i'm like oh i really like that guy i can't wait for him to guy or girl i really like them um I can't wait for them to come back on to listen to them more, and I'm like, oh wait, they have a podcast. I can listen to them every week. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's one of those guys. I'm like, yeah, I gotta start listening to him. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you mentioned already the John Donaher. Uh, yeah, he's a very interesting dude. Um, you know, it, it, it seemed like one of his main kind of goals is make MMA more stream or not streamline, but uh, mainstream. And like the excitements and getting like your average kind of person that's not like a jujitsu practitioner into it. Are you saying and, into
1: jiu-jitsu or MMA? Into jujitsu. jitsu yeah, yeah. Sorry. Did I say MMA? Yeah.
0: Oh my bad. Into jiu-jitsu and um, make it more of like a spectator sport and that kind of and get like increasing um, pay for the athletes yeah. and whatnot. So he's just got a very interesting perspective on it. And um, I
1: forget what the uh, solutions he said for that because it is kind of hard
0: do mm. um what, what do you say um it, well it's just more action and like uh well one of the things oh yeah submissions right that's what really submission is the big thing and a then like points yeah. yeah and then one thing that they both agreed upon that they would like to do but didn't think was really feasible um uh, practically was like no time no oh, time limit MMA. huh in mma no in, in judo. oh in a no a no time limit um submission it's just that's like right. That's right. I guess Gordon Ryan, I can't remember who he fought, but they had a jiu jitsu match and it was a no limit, just go till someone submitted. It was like an hour and a half long. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I, I, mean, yeah. I heard him talk about that, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who he, um, he fought in that. That isn't usually
1: happen, but it's possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I guess. I couldn't even
0: imagine like, doing something like that for an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Just like holding <laughs> when, him. I
1: mean, when I was like 13, 14, or fifteen, me and Frank wrestled for forty-five minutes, <laughs> looking around and like weird, like soppy, slimy. Like it was like oh yeah, and just laying so on top of it was so bad. I mean, plus you didn't know any technique. You know, we were just trying to preach, like a headlock. You know? Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's it, it'd be hard to watch that too for that long. Yeah. Like, even as a spectator, just because like there's probably so much stalling, so you need to figure out a way to like incentivize like not to stall in like an hour. Mm-hmm. And, like when there's no time limit, like, it doesn't necessarily flat. Like twenty minutes is probably a good duration. Like an hour and a half is like seen long time you know. yeah
0: but um oh you know what what I, I remember now his main thing for um making it more palatable is like is you, you know they try and make all kinds of different rule sets to make it more um interesting for average people to watch but really he said the main thing is the culture of jiu-jitsu and trying to push the culture of like going for submissions and like not really wanting to go to Overtime or however, yeah, or whatever, EBI overtime. Is whatever yeah, you know, or, or just you know finishing on a draw or whatever yeah, the rule set may I be, agree. um, and having the culture of guys looking for the submission and being like upset and uh not feeling like they competed to one hundred percent of their ability if it went to whatever OT or or yeah. just a draw, you know. So I I thought that was a very interesting um, perspective on it, just the culture.
1: Yeah, I agree with it. I mean, I mean, his athletes, though, are, like, really, like, some of the top submission guys for sure. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. successful, at least. Yeah. Uh, I know in 10th Planet, like, it seems like we, too, focus on, like, uh, submissions as, over, like, positions, you know? Yeah. Just because we're not, like, a traditional school, and, like, traditional schools really are, like, position and points, whatnot not for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 10th Planet, like, on that big scale, just hasn't had quite the same success. as has had success, but not the same that Donna or his Death Squad has. mm mm-hmm. so. mm-hmm it doesn't need like a whole cultural shift for sure
0: so yeah both both those podcasts were really good
1: i also like i've heard people talk mention it before too but like why grappling isn't as successful now in the ufc and mma um as a whole as like maybe it was like the first like like the first ufc ones and twos like those big yeah
0: back then no one knew right um
1: that too but also i think uh I think the rounds were longer, or there weren't rounds as
0: well. Yeah, they mentioned that. Yeah, and
1: that doesn't really favor grappling at all because it takes a lot of effort to get someone to the ground. And then, like, I mean, yeah, Jujitsu takes time to like, I mean, get somebody knows what they're doing, like to to make incremental progress, you know. And then, like, sometimes in a round, like a a ref would just stand them up, just like something's not happening, you know. Like, like I think Rogan mentioned, like one time he saw like David and get stood up in like side control or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, against
0: Usman. Who, yeah, was, who was, was he's yeah. the champ now,
1: right? Yeah.
0: So imagine if you know Damien had that really good position and you know pulled something awesome in them, you know yeah. it changes the whole trajectory of a guy's career. Yeah. Really. Definitely. Um. So yeah, it's just not as respected, maybe, as yeah. striking. You know. Yeah. Um. And for like entertainment,
1: like it's for casuals, it's much easier to understand. Striking yeah, and like yeah. see so someone fall down with a punch or
0: something. Hundred percent. You
1: know? But as a jujitsu enthusiast, whatnot, like those four podcasts lately were like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I really liked them.
0: I remember <laughs> I remember you posted a meme, like this was probably about a week or two ago, but um it was like blue belts when they oh. they recognized the the shulk or whatever the before. commentary before Joe Rogan yeah that. That, was, that was pretty funny yeah was like him like <laughs> sitting in his brain chair yeah and his brain yeah. Would come down form the chair and he yeah. sit it <laughs> yeah that was a pretty funny meme
1: uh, yeah I feel like I could relate to that so much because like now when I watch the UFC I'm like oh look what he's going into it and I hear Rogan like hey, he's like, oh he's moving into this now I'm like yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yes <laughs> this are there so any good fights coming
0: up do you see Tyrone Woodley Um, uh, yeah, he's, he's gonna right. box uh, what's his face yeah. Jake Paul now, surely, I mean, again, Tyrone Woodley, not really known as a boxer. I know. But more of a striker than more. Yeah, what's-his-face. Um, <sighs> ben Askren. So, surely, and how, how What? How, how? big is Tyrone? Oh, what's weight? 170, Walter White. Jake's not that big, right? He's not 170. I think he could be. What, what, did, he wants- what did he weigh when he fought Ben? Um, but... I mean, still, just have the guy fight a boxer, dude. Stop setting him up in these matches that, like... It, they're all just kind of very... It's very calculated, obviously, right? Yeah. It's annoying. Um, and he doesn't want to fight, like, a straight boxer. So it's all very calculated. But, yeah, he just won't... It's just, like, he won't commit to, like, a, just a straight boxer. It's all these different kind of incremental increases in striking ability. Which, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it from his practice, it's smart. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, like, if you're gonna... And, you know, he signed with Showtime now. little bit. That 190? No way. That's crazy. It does not look 190. 190 and a half. <coughs> yeah, 190. That's surprising. I, everyone, I wouldn't say it was 190. um Yeah, okay. What was I saying? I don't remember about fighting yeah um yeah you know he's he's going out as a good um a good um strategy you know to build up and you know you can't knock that but i'd like to eventually just see him just fight like a straight boxer and just you know because all these other people just kind of yeah either don't know anything about striking or just kind of do it to compete in mma it's just just two different things you know yeah it's very strange but anyways um, cool. We can move on from that. Was there any other good podcast fitness related ones? Not really. huh? Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll go to the UFC PI thing now. So dude, I mean, it is just chock full of information. It's just so, it's just so dense. Yeah.
1: Your first few bullet points are all stuff that I know. Like that's the stuff that I covered.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, That's as far good. as injuries and
1: whatnot, and like finishes yeah. and like weight classes and stuff. I saw that type of stuff. Yeah. And how like the lighter two women's divisions, like, are like, pretty much go the distance
0: all the time. They only have like the knockout, yeah, fighting capabilities. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just kind of summarize the few sections I checked out that I thought would be interesting. Section two was the injury characteristics. Now, um, did I write? Oh, yeah. So, in there, it said over 80% of injuries happen in fights. However, and I think they made a note of this, is that any anything that doesn't happen, like, publicly, like, in a fight, i say a majority of the time the fighter is going to try and cover that up and make sure that information doesn't get out. Because, you know, you've heard about it a million different times. I mean, Conor McGregor, you know, he's hit injuries, and, um, you know, I'm – I'm blanking on other examples, but yeah, yep, that's a boxing one, but you know, same idea. Um, you know, when, when you have this giant payday kind of thing coming up and there's all this promotion and, you know, say your main card and the card's just kind of riding on your performance, you want to, oh, my nose is bleeding. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Let me get you a,
0: sheesh. Why is my nose bleeding? Oh, <sighs> shnikes. Is it or I don't know. It's kinda of bleeding a lot. Alright. Josh is gonna give me a napkin. But um you got so much riding on this one particular event, you don't wanna do something premature and, and pull out when maybe you could um you could follow through on it and, and make the fight. And you might not be absolutely one hundred percent, but you know the thing is I think a lot of fighters most of the time fighters aren't even really at a hundred percent. So it's like going into the fight. Like, fuck it. I, um, In case you start pulling, I got you a lot. Thank you. Um, ugh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. I'm distracted. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, so I don't think most fighters go into um, a fight 100% most of the time anyway. So, like, fuck it. I'm just going to ride this out and then do the best I can with the injury. So, anyways, yeah. But... To no surprise, um, in-fight injuries, 351 of them were head injuries, so no shit. People getting concussions. It
1: cuts, all that.
0: Yeah, cuts, all that kind of stuff. And then the next biggest one was wrists and hands, which is, you know, something Joe Rogan talks about a lot, is that your your, your wrists and your hands are just, like, the shittiest weapons because there are just a lot of small little bones and whatnot in there, and it's not meant to just throw as hard as you can straight at someone's head, which is like extremely hard. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, un, it's not, it's not, um, uh, what's the word? Something you'd be, normally be able to do basically. Cause like you think of bare knuckle boxing, they're not punching nearly as hard and there's not nearly as much knockouts, but there's a lot more cuts. Yeah. Um, and then the next biggest one was uh, knee injuries. So, I thought that was interesting. I think that's just a, you know, a fragile joint. Yeah, I don't get. think
1: that's necessarily any of that's really surprising. Nor is the non-fight injuries. Involved. Yeah,
0: so the non-fight injuries, the highest was knees and then shoulders, another fragile kind of joint, a lot of mobility and lots of different things. You can go to the shoulder and the neck. It's a lot of just maybe compression of the neck and or, like, you know, maybe, like, submissions or whatever cranking on. Yeah, neck. and I
1: saw, like, in, in training, like, Grappling became one of the main causes of, that, yeah. of injury, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes sense.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, this this movement of not as many fighters sparring nowadays, you know, probably reducing head trauma in, in fights, or out-of-fights, rather. But I still think out-of-fight injuries are highly, highly under-reported. Yeah. That's it there. Number two, or... Yeah, know, two, but section 10 was energy systems and bioenergetics. So, um, really with that, I mean, with a lot of the information, honestly, it wasn't like, I was just like, yeah, this is cool, but I don't really know what to do with it because a lot, a lot of the information they compared them all to different, um, the weight different weight classes, you know? <clears throat> um, so I was like, all right, well, I mean, you know, it makes sense. Cause like the high force production kind of stuff, the highest is going to be heavy weights and it's going to slowly go down as the weights go down and more of the aerobic based stuff, the highest, like the VO2 max and stuff, the highest are the lighter weights. And then it slowly goes down throughout the weight class. So I was like, you know, this is pretty kind of obvious stuff. But one thing I saw in there that was interesting is the glycolytic power, uh, represents the magnitude to which the body can continue to produce energy in the absence of oxygen at high intensities for a prolonged period of time. So basically, you know, anaerobic capacity and, um, Oh, I didn't write it down, but they said, um, glycolytic uh, power was a very high indicator of athletes that performed better. So compared to the athletes individually, people with higher glycolytic power tended to have a higher winning percentage, which makes sense, you know? Um, and then aerobic bioenergetics so um think more like steady state cardio provides energy for sustained efforts throughout five minute uh rounds and aids the fighter's recoverability in the one minute rest between rounds as well as following discrete high intensity bursts of anaerobic activity so yeah that's an interesting thing because you're like i think we talked about this before is like how much is just pure aerobic um capacity uh Applicable to a MMA fight because it's a lot of fast, powerful bursts and stuff, but um, but uh, yeah, you know, but helps like the
1: intra, like intra conflict recoverability. Yeah, right? like well the the, the intra exchange. Yeah, within within the exchange, helps you recover within that. Mhm, mhm. Yeah.
0: Even though it's like a short period of time, the, the better your aerobic systems work, the faster you can help basically recover from that oxygen debt that you created and um be able to burst again essentially. Um so it helps with that 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 anaerobic uh power or that glycolytic power, however you wanna say it. So that was interesting with the yeah. bioenergetics. Yeah, bioenergetics
1: is really interesting when it comes
0: to MMA. because yeah, it's just it's just very it's like you're using at all systems. Bro. Yeah. It's just um it's not like a like a marathon runner where you just aerobic capacity and that's it, you know, or like uh Olympic lifter, where you just um, try and explode really quickly. It's, it's a mix yeah. all throughout the spectrum. Um, Section 15 was interesting, uh, periodization for MMA. Um, you know, with. Ooh, you. Because, um, you know, MMA that doesn't have like a, uh, like a season, an off season, a preseason, like a normal kind of sport so periodization can be kind of challenging you can't have just like a linear periodization plus fights get canceled and moved around and dates and all that kind of stuff so what they recommended was like undulating kind of um periodization which you know we've learned about in class it's more of a uh not quite as structured and you're getting different types of workouts in well they did undulating you see in class we learned undulating is like different kind of like your power days one day and then you're like your um, muscular endurance is one day, and so on. You know, like within but, the microcycle. So, yeah, within the microcycle, which is a week. But what they did was more of like a um, a progression of intensity. So they did for like um, what was this? Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, they did like a four-week cycle where it was like introduction, or actually no, sorry, this is like a. Not a micro cycle, but rather like a, a mesocycle, yeah, like, meso like, right? a, like a month period. Well, they have a 3 and a month week. So you have your first micro cycle, which is like an introduction of whatever, and then the accumulation, and then peak, <laughs> and, then de- and then deload for a four-week cycle, or like a three-week cycle accumulation, peak, deload. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. And this this was this was actually primarily for like um, off season work when they don't have a camp coming up. And what does it say? This undulating weekly cycle allows for positive adaptations. Yep. So technical skill and fitness, um, in fighters while hopefully balancing the risk of any negative adaptations, of illness, and injury. And we've talked about this in the past. So many fighters get sick, and so many fighters get injured during camp. And I think a lot of them aren't really doing this undulating style. And I think they're just pushing it every single week, just going after it, after it, after it. And they're not giving their bodies time to deload and recover from what they're putting through their bodies through. So they're building te- technical skill and in a camp probably more like fitness. But then, um, you know, if you're just redlining it for too long, your body just can't take it. And I think um, some, some uh, definitely fighters get by it and get and are okay and they compete and they, they perform well, but it might catch up to you,
1: you know. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna mention, I mean, I think these other sections are tied in too. It's kind of interesting that uh, Donahurst Death Squad, like, and they're, they're taking on like rest days. I don't know if you saw that, but they don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't really have rest days, they do two days and they're strength to lighter. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, I can see, like, as far as, like, uh, practice and whatnot, like, especially since they're at such, like, a higher skill level, like, people are like, they're comp- training with, I mean, some of them, they have really high-skilled training partners, too, um, and they can pick and choose their training partners and whatnot, but, like, even the fact that they still show up, like, they show up every single day, so, like, there's really no, like, psychological break, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm sure, like, when they they need to, like, they do get enough of a break physically, They like, just don't ramp it up on that, that one of those seven days that they're there, but as far as, like, psychologically, like, they don't have to, like... You know, chill out. Which mm-hmm, I, was kind mm-hmm. of, uh, I feel like you'd want that. Or, yeah. Or do they just kind of like? um I know Jocko says like he doesn't plan off days. He just waits for life to happen because they will give you know, like, off days. You know, sure. maybe like when they're traveling or something like, that's their off day. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, it's kind of weird. I can't imagine doing it seven days through through days a year.
0: Two, two yeah. So like like for them, I doubt they're taking a full week of like a deload yeah. It sounds like they don't. That's what they said. You know, I, they might take a day here and there to like T-load and just kind of go through the motions and whatnot. But um, you know, um, what's what's Gordon Ryan's kind of injury he's dealing with right now or illness? It's like he some of some the sort stomach, of right? stuff, some sort of stomach problem. Yeah, he says. I and mean, where where did that stem from? Um, I think
1: he was t- he like there's no like for sure like causation. I guess you would say. Um, yeah. But he took uh, some antibiotics one time for like I think it was like. Um, staff one time or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and then, like you said, you started noticing problems then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's just like I think it's like extreme. Yeah,
0: right. antibiotics man. be careful with those. Yeah, man. it's
1: just extremely nauseous uh, and whatnot. And it's kind of funny because like I kind of have like that problem sometimes with like uh, my allergies that have flared up, like especially in the mornings, like when we go to work out or whatnot, like uh, because my sinuses kind of like, runs down in my back of my throat. Yeah, like, you tell me. Um, so like sometimes in training, like I feel I feel like I'm a mini Gordon Rand because I, I have to walk outside and spit sometimes or like. I drove down the street from practice, and I kind of had to stop and yak some water, with some mucus in it, so I was, like, it's not enjoyable training and feeling nauseous, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. mine's, like, a very micro thing, it's, only like plaguing me for the past few weeks, but, like, to train like that, like, seven days a week, twi- like, and Gor- Donahue was saying that, like, it was noticeable, like, Gordon Ryan's, like, uh, change in attitude over the past couple of years, so was just kind of very, like, kind of, you could tell, like, he's kind of fighting through training, like, he's just, like not in a good mood, you could tell he's sick, he's not as lighthearted as he used to be Mm -hmm. he's just kind of grinding through it, you know, he can't even complete a workout a lot of the time, he's so nauseous yeah, Yeah.
0: but yeah so I don't, but I don't think that's that was associated with like overtraining, I think yeah the antibiotics, which a lot of people don't really think about or consider or even know about is that antibiotics are terrible for your gut biome and like sometimes you'll bring up like gut biome and like gut flora or like whatever and that kind of stuff people look at you like you're fucking just saying some bullshit you know but all you never think about all the microorganisms like on your skin and in your body that take care of you and like the prebiotics and probiotics that you take it's really important <coughs> um so i'm sure he's getting that figured out but hopefully. Okay. but anyways yeah um but, but yeah the thing is like this is what they recommend for periodization for mma but like you know There's, there's a million different ways to do it. So, uh, yeah. And then, um, section 16 was another one I liked, um, managing training distribution. So different kinds of sessions, like how to, how to structure your workout. So they had like four kind of primary ones. So one was like a plateau where you start off slow work up and you just maintain this level of work and then bring it back down. I say like your standard average kind of workout is pretty standard you know, um, you peak and you maintain. So they gave like, examples of, like sparring or aerobic conditioning. So you're like steady state that builds your aerobic capacity, which they said was really important in the bioenergetics section, you know, and then your intervals. So te- yeah, technical drilling or different kind of conditioning. So just getting different kind of movements, uh, full body movements that require a lot of, um, muscles, and a lot of oxygen, uh, und- undulation allows for optimal work and recovery. So that's like when they say undulation there, that's like within the workout undulation. Uh, And yeah, it develops that bioenergetics, that anaerobic capacity for those explosive sprints and recover. And then ascending, which was for skill development. So I think that's interesting, starting off slow and just steadily increasing, increasing. And you're like peaking at the end of the workout. Um, And then the last one was descending. So it starts really high. So it puts your body in that that shock of like. Like you just went through a full crazy, like, um, um, transition or like a sprawl or whatever. And then you have to kind of recover from that Recover from a bad position. So I thought that was interesting. So that's wrong. within a session. Yeah. Yeah. Like these are like in session, like how you, you like the pro- program your, like that won't work in out. In that order. No, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Not necessarily in that order, but just, um, different. Um, I don't think, um, yeah, cause this is distribution but I don't think it said exactly how you want to just actually distribute those, those type of workouts. But those are like the four kind of primary ones. Um, I guess it would just depend on what you need to work on more on how you would, how you do those, say you're, you're, you know, you're a heavyweight and you kind of get out of shape out of camp, you know, you're probably going to be doing a lot more of like plateau type workouts and building up that aerobic capacity or aerobic conditioning. Um, so what do they say about like training, like
1: multiple types of? Uh, so those are four different like training sessions, right? Like yeah. styles. What, what do they say about like combining them or like doing two per day, split up or like? What do they...
0: You know, they didn't really they didn't really talk about two days or anything like that. Or yeah, I don't remember. I don't think they said anything about that. Maybe somewhere else in there. like there was literally like hundreds of sessions sections. How many sections were there? I had. Uh, I uh,
1: think
0: I'm
1: still reading through section one. <laughs> so, I'm trying to
0: take the purest route and read the whole thing. Uh, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to read all this. I just don't have the attention span." Um Yeah, my- I went to like section thirty, I think, and there's like literally like a hundred, I think. So, uh, th- I mean, shout out to these people that made this. Like, honestly, it's That's so so in depth and just so much information there's 90 sections 500 pages basically so uh and i just got to like the 16th section you know so you know, you know i would really you know i would really like to invest more time into like really delving into this but unless i was working with like an mma specific athlete it's just like this is all very cool information to know and to have yeah. but it's like uh, like how how applicable is it to yeah. like what I'm currently doing? You yeah. know what I mean. But I really appreciate it. You know.
1: It's unfortunate because this is like the, the stuff that I find really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just and the struggle of finding that type of athlete, um, f- finding that athlete that was that be willing to commit and just do everything he said and and you know yeah. developing them. It's just yeah, it's challenging.
1: That's why getting that CSCS is kind of
0: next. Big next steps. Yeah, yeah. Did we bring that up on here? You mentioned it last time. So, okay. So yeah, f- fuck all this stuff. So, um, yeah, dude. Trying to figure out like business things going forward. I really want to get my CS. you know, I mentioned at the top of this. I want to. I just got my degree. You got yours a little ways back. Um, so, just working for with athletes. It just feels really challenging. that's the direction i want to go but currently have i told you about this lady marianne that i've been working with yeah studio yeah 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 so i actually met with her yesterday to kind of start working out details and we're going to start trying to develop this fit after 50 um training business and so you know it's a lot of seniors and whatnot which is not like I don't have any problem with working seniors because a, a good majority of my client base has always been seniors just from working through working with the Y. And then also just, uh, you know, there's a lot of elderly people out there that need training and it's like, okay, you know, but, um, the direction I want to take long term is athletes, you know, but I, I want to start to develop this training business with her and eventually maybe get to the point where it's a little more autonomous and we have trainers that we, um, bring in and, and work and whatnot, and kind of build that, you know, passive income, like we talked about, and then start to, once you get that settled, but that's going to take a long time, probably a couple of years, honestly, um, even, <coughs> even longer, who knows, but once you get that like developed and, and in place, kind of work more towards the athletes, but yeah, CSCS would be like the route. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Do you have like a like a
1: timeline of when you
0: wanna start like studying for it or like covering material? Yeah, it's just I I don't know. I don't know. because I, I want like prior to meeting this lady and, and kinda getting on this Fair After Fifty um kick, like like beginning beginning of that of that accelerated class, like probably like whatever, three weeks ago now at this point, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna graduate, take a little bit of time, take like a couple months off do whatever and then start working towards that but now I don't know because I just uh I want to commit like everything to that yeah and I feel like that'd be just a really good business opportunity you
1: can't split up too much
0: yeah yeah it's just like you, you gotta kind of pick, pick one and stick with it you know yeah until it's at least set and you don't have to be like I don't have to be physically training A majority of clients, you know, that's going to take time to develop. It's just like, I don't know, like how long it's going to take. So you're talking
1: details and whatnot with her as far as studio.
0: Well, um, not quite the studio, but like we're figuring out, like yesterday we met, we figured out like kind of what we want for our logo. And we're doing the Fiverr thing. And then we got, she already has a website. She has her own brand, Endeavor, but she doesn't really like that for whatever reason. So she just wants to um rebrand it and then put the put the fit after fifty and change everything up and then you know, like our primary focus our like business, like I don't know if you remember from four six nine, uh like the five Ps of promotion, but it's mm-hmm. like product, yeah. place, uh price, person and uh you already said promotion? I think so. Whatever the fucking 5Bs are. You know, we were going through that basically. And this like, what are our products going to be and how are we going to promote this stuff? So obviously, we'll have our like one-on-one personal training, either in person or virtual. She'll probably do more of the virtual stuff because she likes doing that. She already does that. And then our group exercise class, we have like Saturday mornings at the Lake w- or at the El Dorado Park. And then we want to build out from there. And then... um that hasn't started yet, right? No, we did, we've started that. We've yeah. done that for a couple weeks now. So if you know any... Uh, if, People at 50 or older, or even if you're 950, but you're like new to exercise. Is that um, free or do you charge for the First class is free, and then we charge $15 a class from there. Nice. Are you try to get it
1: on like a like
0: a payment schedule, or
1: are you just getting like yeah pay per session.
0: Uh, well, we have pay per session, and then she, um like um she likes to do them in packs of four, so I was like okay, and then it's like a slight discount if you do the package of them. So I was like cool, that, that's 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 that works, you know. Um So do you guys both do the classes? Yeah, so it's like two of us. Oh, okay. So it's that's interesting, you know. Yeah. Um I am trying to think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really trained or like taught a class with another person, but she she wanted uh she wanted to do it together, so I was like, sure, whatever, that's fine. How many people did you have? You no, know, first first week um, we had five and then second one we had three um it's not very big the problem problem is especially with the seniors it's just like they're just very set in their ways and like and getting past that like resistance that struggle part if there's any type of resistance it's like oh it's just not happening you know yeah so like like that last saturday we had a few people that said we're gonna come and then just canceled last minute or, like, didn't wake up. And I was like, oh, no, shit. Because we had, like, another, I think, another, like, seven people that we knew were going to come that ended up not. So I was like, fuck, you know. It's tough. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still new. We're still working on it. But, like, our promotion plan is to start reaching out to, like, the the senior centers, senior kind of community centers around in the area. And um, just being like, hey, you know, could we you know maybe come in and actually teach like a one-off kind of class and just kind of show what we, we can do and then pass out little like like quarter flyer things yeah. to them you know like if you want to do more come there or just work out some kind of um work out some kind of agreement with the place to come and teach classes every so often and like either the participants pay or the pace the place place for us to come we're still trying to work it out on how it's going to go you know yeah, you should snake
1: some uh, silver sneakers clients from
0: <laughs> we were literally talking well not from the Y, but she was like out she was like i'm thinking about just getting a membership at like 24 or uh what's the other one and I'm um, just going to, like, the senior classes and just, like, being like, hey, we have this thing. Yeah. come? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, the <laughs> ethics, yeah, ethics. Yeah, ethically, I don't know. If you want to do it, uh, go for it. But I don't know if I want to particularly do that. Like, no judging it. I know you're trying to help us out, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, little, it's not. I mean, it's, like... A little know. dirty, but also who gives a fuck, you know? Yeah. I mean, all will spare a love war. They say business is war, so... Facts. So, um... But just you know, the promotion is just the biggest thing. But um, we're kind of like the SEO stuff, and um, do actually this really good resource that she told me about uh, America's this stands for something SSBDC um, California. Uh, it's basically um, like a small business um, consulting kind of thing, and it's free of charge. Small Business Development Center. And it's free of charge, <laughs> and they'll they'll give you like a person to work with you and like develop your brand, develop your website, help you with things, and just kind of get you get you rolling. I was like, holy shit, dude! So I she told me about that, and I gotta reach out and have them help me with my personal stuff because um, I think what the direction I want to take now it's just I. You, t- you tell me what you think about this because like I said earlier I've been doing the health coaching for my job and I think if applied properly health coaching can be extremely helpful for people because for this this program we primarily work with this one company Boyd gaming and for the insurance reasons they have to come and meet with us three times and so most people it's their first session but sometimes I get some people come back for their second and like the goals and whatnot that they set with the first health coach I'd say most of the time the people follow through with them and, and they improve their you know, the health markers and build healthy habits, you know? So, you know and I'm I'm thinking about how to differentiate um between like other trainers because do I have that thing up? You're thinking about making like health coaching like a standard in your training? Uh you kinda, kinda, kinda yeah. to be a trainer and right? a like, health coach. Well person. see yeah, it is. And so I'm trying to think of how to do this, but like Um, I was just thinking, like, there's not a lot of people in my situation that have a BS in kinesiology, a personal training certification, and also a health coaching certification. It's a very kind of particular kind of thing where I feel like I could do certain things that others really can't. Um, so I I was like, how do I work that, that particular angle? You know? So what I was thinking is, and I don't know if I'm completely set on this kind of, this, Uh, phrase, but something called like functional medicine, where it's like, it's a combination of movements and uh, nutrition and uh, health coaching related stuff like stress management. And if you have like morbid morbidities, like, um, you know, chronic diseases and whatnot, work on those things and um, supplementation and all these things and combine them into this one kind of ultimate package of like functional medicine and and um work in that as like a whole package. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no I get yeah.
0: And, but it sounds kind of like it's just like the idea of like and I'm that's why I'm not 100% sure like on the on the idea of the name, but something kind of like that. But but like really truly, you know, proper nutrition and exercise really could be medicine for a majority of people to yeah. fix them you know and like it's a, a move away from like pharmaceutical kind of intervention and just getting people to do just the basic kind of stuff and I'm still trying to work it out and figure it out you know but what I what I was thinking about doing is like reaching out to like physicians in the area and just being like hey if you have anyone that's has like diabetes hypertension heart disease uh, cholesterol obesity any of those kind of like chronic illnesses if you want and and say they've been coming to you for a little while and you have them on medications they're not improving and you tell them to like do this this and this to fix their lifestyle um, problems but they're not referring to me I'll help them get better health outcomes and just work with them on actually staying on top of what they need to change in their life to actually make these things and get off these medications and kind of frame it as like as something like that like a health coach but also Cause like there's things that a health coach can do that a, a trainer can't and vice versa. But then I also have like the kinesiology background, um, so it's just trying to see it, figure out how to work yeah. those all those different angles. I don't know, man. It's very. I think you're You're just kind of piecing it together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like I like where <clears throat> where trainers where trainers can't really prescribe diets or whatnot. I feel pre- like. You tell me what you think about this, like prescribing diets and 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 um, nutrition recommendations as like a kinesiologist. Is you think that's like acceptable? I don't really know. Uh,
1: it, you just gotta figure out how to wait it, just like you can't get sued. Or yeah. I mean, that's so just, that's what's most important, honestly.
0: But see the like, hundred percent. you know what I was thinking is like, look, I'm not an RD, but kind of like how Greg you does it, like. He's not RD, but he prescribes diets and that kind of stuff. But he's a kinesiologist. I mean, bodybuilding but, coaches do all the time. Yeah, and a bunch of fitness influencer type people that don't even have the back, the the practical background as a, a bodybuilder no. pre- prescribe diets, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, how – because, like, the biggest thing was, like, in school, all the professors would say, like, oh, don't prescribe diets. That's out of your scope of practice. But then you see <laughs> all these fuckheads that don't have nearly as much nutritional educate i've I've taken a lot of nutritional classes you know through school and then also i i I, i'm a student in the game i i try and learn a lot about nutrition and i know i have much more of a nutritional background than these fuckheads out here that charge from so it's like and i know all they really do is they put a disclaimer and say hey i'm not uh whatever this that and the other and then just take it at your own risk that kind of thing yeah and you know and they make money from it so it's like how are you gonna tell me to not do something like that when, I, when they do, you know what I mean,
1: yeah,
0: it's I mean, kind of frustrating.
1: I mean, it helps. I mean, it's better for like the fucking client or whatever, like the buyer, because they're not, they're not gonna probably go make the expense to go get a fucking dietitian. Yeah,
0: know? and then like we have talked about in the past, most of them are fucking dog shit, anyways. Yeah. A lot of RDs are just fat. Like yeah. Like sure. when I when I did the super kids, they would have like registered dietitians, uh, interns come in. And they're not even healthy themselves. I'm just like, well, come on, man. It's just yeah. I mean, you're
1: more likely to be the one who walks it and talks it yourself.
0: Yeah. Yourself. So I'm just trying to figure out how to incorporate <laughs> these different things. And then there's just so many health related things that, like, you know, chronic pain, stress, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, <clears throat> tobacco use, um, weight management, all these different kind of things where I could kind of build a niche into helping people with these certain kind of problems. And, um, and just, just help them not have those problems anymore, essentially. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's very challenging, um, to, to figure it out. I don't quite understand, but yeah, like, like the like functional medicine, I've, it sounds kind of hokey and kind of bullshit, but like, I don't know, I really don't know how else to like frame it, but, I, yeah, but that's kind that's, that's a
1: branding issue. At the moment, yeah. You know, the idea is there.
0: You know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I just want a big rant there. But that that's kind of how I'm trying to structure my own personal like LB certified fitness. Cause I wanted to go like the athlete route, but um, it's you know I'm I gotta get my CSES and then yeah. and then develop all that you know. Yeah. And it's like I have my health coaching certification right now, and I, I I really think it could be useful. It's just I need to find like a physician that understands what I'm trying to go out to kind of help improve pe- people's health outcomes and understands this kind of stuff and would be willing to refer just finding that type of physician yeah. who's not like who's more and more understanding and knows these kind of things and isn't just like trying to just go through it by like pharmaceutical. You probably have to
1: meet them through like a mutual person or like a networking or just like you just like it's as yeah. opposed to like a cold call. You probably won't get much attention from
0: that like cold yeah. call. So. Well, that's, it's like, how I mean, you can still try? How it, do you, but... Yeah. No, 100% you're right because I, I like, you know, the golf fitness related thing. I wanted to do the TPI thing too, you know? It's just like.
1: Yeah, they want to know you.
0: Yeah. That's of the one person, I think I told you, the one person that got back to me is like, well, I don't know you, so I would never refer to you. I was like, well, fuck, all right. That's fair. But yeah. Unfortunately, true. It's like, how, <laughs> how, how do you build the relationship to, with uh, someone to then ref- have you? have them basically refer you to a physician so they feel comfortable to then refer you to a, have them refer their patients to you. It's like, it's this fucking, I don't know, this circle. That I don't quite understand. No. Yeah, it's, I, I it's, agree. It's complicated. Yeah. I
1: and mean, that's why they have people that have their whole networking events and whatnot. But yeah.
0: And again, those physician network yeah. uh, events, but anyways, we've been rambling too much. We're at one fifteen here. Um. Anyways, yeah. Um. So well, I'm gonna work that out over the next few weeks and see how that goes. But I got a lot of notes here trying to figure it out. Yeah. But I'm trying to just get away from the general pop personal training thing because I feel like this just like everyone can fucking do that. Yeah. You know, and there's a million different of those. You gotta like build your specific niche. Yeah. Kind of tired. Of, yeah, the just general thing. So we'll see. But anyways, that is it. But yeah, I mean, long term, I want to get to the CSIS, but like, who knows? I I can I can start. I can I can really kind of start that one up. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. So if you ever want to start um studying for it. You know, um, oh, what's his name? Ethan from school. Yep. He I, he reached out to me or I reached out to him a little while ago and he said he was interested in getting that. So I was like, oh, hit me up if you're going to do it so we can like train or uh, study for it together. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's on my
1: itinerary, but probably not immediate. Yeah. A little yeah. bit farther out. Yeah. but yeah. I could see myself in like six months to a year. Yeah. That's, I mean... If everything goes well, that would probably be more of my timeline, too. Yeah, I mean, I'll at least for sure, be studying. Uh, I think at some point, I just gotta get. Like I said, I think that flying things like my next thing I'm gonna try to dive into and get like the, uh, as far as like the, uh, like the, the knowledge or like the, uh, the, ground school they call it so to speak, like all the stuff yeah. I have to study, focus on that in the beginning, and then I can like, get my hours in while studying for a CS, a CS. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, the flight thing is really cool. That's, yeah, that's I, that's a good idea. Yeah, kind of. I, think that'd be, I mean, I could, there's so much you can do with it. Even if I don't even work on it, do that for work long term, it's always recreation. But I can also like do like just be an instructor and choose my own hours on the side. Um, and I could also fly cargo. I could fly commercial. <clears> there's a lot of different. I could be a private pilot. You know, like there's a lot of different stuff I could still do with it. And even if I did it for a few. Like, for only a few years or whatnot, or did part-time, like I could always have it for recreation. So yeah, you I mean, f- fly whenever you want. But yeah, so I think it's a pretty <laughs> cool thing Yeah, yeah, And I have like a resource that not a lot of people don't with it, my dad's an instructor. You know? Yeah, So yeah, like, 100%. That's a really good resource. Yeah, so maybe it just kind of seems to make sense right now. 100%. And that could kind of, you know, uh, help me gain capital to say if I want to do something later on in fitness too. I don't, like I said, I don't want to train full-time to, like, make money to, like, open a gym down the line and whatnot, but, like, I can build capital flying and do training on the side, and just, because mm-hmm. I love it, whatnot, you know, yeah and then I could help you with, like, future business endeavors down the line, so, and, like I said, the big thing is, like, the building the schedule type thing, too, that's a huge thing for me, yeah so.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm i still, like the... not stuck in a 9-to-5 type thing. That's what 100%. Boy, I
0: do not like the 9-to-5. Yeah. That's the key sandwich from that. Um, yeah, business stuff. I'm always trying to think about it. It's hard, but I'm working on it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm working on it. All right. Cool. cool. So I think that's about it. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else to add? I think that's solid. All right. Fantastic. Brought the SD card this time. So, you know, we have some recording. Yep. Video. Um, that is it, folks. Episode nineteen. Episode nineteen Performance Academy Podcast. Uh with Zach Rowe and Josh. Alright, peace. Thanks.